Hello and happy Tuesday, my friend. This is Daniel Carter, and I'd like to welcome you back to another informative episode of Cisco Champion Radio, where we provide insights and visibility into products and solutions across the Cisco portfolio and trending topics across our industry. If you like our podcast, please follow us and feel free to share your favorite episodes with your colleagues and friends. If you have thoughts or comments on what we should cover in a future episode, let us know. Talk with us on Twitter at Cisco Champion. All right, today we are discussing WebExco. You are in for an informative discussion on WebExco and how to seamlessly connect and work from anywhere on your mobile device. So let's get started with introductions. Let's start with our champions. Sebrin, how about you? Tell us who you hey. are and what it is that you do. Thank you very much, Danielle. My name is Sibir Bergerkamp. I'm living in the Netherlands. Um, I'm owner of Three Corners, and Three Corners has a long track record in uh, in networking. And I think for the last 15 years or so, we shifted our focus to uh, to the Cisco collaboration portfolio. And uh, the last years, anything WebEx, so WebEx calling, WebEx contact center, and no WebEx call go unfortunately because that's not available yet in the Netherlands. But let's discuss that later on. My Twitter handle is at B. Thanks for joining us today, Sebrin. Dustin, your turn. Who are you? What is it that you do? Uh, who am I, right? Uh, well, uh, first off, I'm really happy to be here. My name is Dustin Gavitt. I work for ScanSource, 2023 Cisco Distributor of the Year for the Americas. Uh, and a little bit about ScanSource and the Cisco focus team that I work on. We help our Cisco partners deliver unparalleled customer success and customer experience to their customers. And we achieve this by guiding our Cisco partners on their journey through the Cisco landscape in whatever Cisco journey that happens to be. Uh, and like I said, I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Emphasis on the unparalleled. I love that. <laughs> All right, Chris, tell us who it is that you are and what it is that you do. My name is Chris Cavendish. I'm a senior voice and collaboration engineer for Insight Global. And at Insight Global, we're an international staffing company. We provide services to Fortune 1000 clients all across the United States and other regions of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, so our Cisco guest today is Sean. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do at Cisco? Thanks, Daniel. Very happy to be here also. Yeah, my name is Sean O'Neill and I work in the WebEx Calling product management team. And my responsibilities are really for our PSTN programs within WebEx Calling, including mobile uh, network integration. And so I've been working on WebEx Go um, for the last uh, couple of years. Um, I've been with uh, Cisco for about 15 years, uh, came over from the Broadsoft acquisition uh, four or five years ago. But um, so I've been working in FMC for quite a while, even on the uh, on the Broadsoft side. So working with service providers. Too. Thank you for joining us today. We really, really appreciate it. So can you give us a little bit of background on WebEx Go and a little bit of its capabilities and why it's important and why people should use it? Sure. Sure, WebEx Go is really just, um, uh, it's a name that, that means native uh, mobile integration or mobile device integration with WebEx Calling. Um, we deliver or we fulfill WebEx Go in, in two flavors, I guess, for lack of a better term. But um, the initial one we launched with about a year and a half ago, um, we just called WebEx Go. And it is a, a solution where Cisco, um, we buy wholesale 
radio access for mobile operators, and we act as what's called a mobile virtual network operator. And so we're really Cisco or WebEx is the mobile network in this case. Um, and, and then we deliver or we elevate a user's uh, primary phone number onto a mobile device using an eSIM. So it's a smart device. It takes a smart device that has eSIM capability. And we uh, associate the user's regular PSTN phone number with that eSIM on the mobile device. And so anytime a user's called, um, it alerts that mobile device natively. So it, they, they see an inbound call um, directly to that mobile device. And this is different than single number reach because we're sending the call directly to the mobile network. We are not sending that call out over the PSTN first. So that's WebEx Go, and, and that's primarily targeted at, at enterprises that have uh, bring your own device policies where um, you, you know people are using their own device uh, to make business calls and the business is losing all visibility of that. So now um, uh, with WebEx Go and, and, and the eSIM, now all calls are anchored within the WebEx calling platform. So they have complete visibility and access to those calls, right? Both from uh, call detail record or any types of services that those users might be assigned to. So that's, that's the first um, WebEx Go flavor. The second one that you may be aware of, we just um, launched at Cisco Live um, <coughs> called uh, WebEx Go with AT&T. And the with AT&T will change over time and it'll be with many different mobile operators. So we'll be launching and we are in talks with several of them uh, at the moment. Uh, but in essence, what this does is this takes the uh, user's mobile number and, and, and this is primarily for companies that buy mobile phones and plans for their employees or what we call corporate responsible units. And so what this does is takes that mobile number from AT&T and makes it the user's WebEx calling primary number. So now when you call that mobile phone number, it actually, the call actually comes into WebEx calling and you can enact any services on that, on that phone number, just like you would any other uh, PSTN phone number. So, so the differences really between the two offers are fixed line on an eSIM versus um, mobile number on a mobile provided either physical SIM or eSIM, however they deliver uh, that mobile uh, service to you. Um, but one elevates the fixed number to mobile and the other one basically brings your mobile number to WebEx. So it, it, it brings WebEx, the mobile phone number across all the WebEx uh, devices that that user has assigned. Yeah, you, you mentioned the visibility that IT would lose if, uh, you know, employees are using their mobile number, which I mean, I think we've all probably done it before. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a, an excellent use case uh, for this for myself. Probably about a decade ago, um, in the previous three years before that, I was supporting pre-sales efforts for the West Coast. So I didn't have any problem sharing my personal cell phone number in my, uh, in my email you know, signature. Uh, everybody called it. Everybody did, you know, oh, that's fantastic. Just give me a call. Well, I moved to a U.S. role. Right, supporting the U.S. and so that actually became a, a a problem in keeping it in there because someone on the East Coast, you know, if it's New York and it's eight o'clock there, it's not quite eight o'clock where I am, you know, on the West Coast. And and uh, so I I would experience that like okay, I'm gonna remove that out of there. And at some point, it became a conversation with you know my uh, management and everything. Oh, do we pay for your 
cell phone? Do we not pay for your cell phone? Oh, you don't pay for the cell phone. Would you like us to get you a mobile phone, right? Um, and and you know, I put like a jabber number in there eventually and was able to kind of manage it that way. But but it's the same kind of uh, standpoint, right? The the um, the company wants to be able to manage that. And then what happens if it's a salesperson, right? If the salesperson leaves, that phone number that they're using, all those contacts, all that you know, interactions when they're gone, they're now going uh, to that phone number probably still, right? Which now could be at a competitor, right? So the benefits to the business are pretty obvious, but the benefits to the employer are pretty good too, right? Because the native experience, having a separate number that's not tied to your own kind of personal stuff. So um, just to kind of put that out there as, uh, to kind of grasp maybe the 10,000 foot on the eSIM one and some really practical use cases that I know of. Yeah. And uh, we actually, you know, encourage e even with the mobile operator um, model um, to, 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 to utilize that. For example, you know, I personally have uh, a personal uh, SIM on my iPhone 13, and then I have a Cisco CRU that's uh, WebEx Go with AT&T as a second SIM, and, and I utilize the, my phone that way all the time, right? I think it's an important distinction that it's not a standalone service, right? It's a right. It's an add-on with the with the with the WebEx calling. That's, with that's WebEx a, calling, yep, yeah, that's exactly right. You mentioned you are using your privately owned phone for corporate use. For example, if I think about it, um, what about mobile device management? You've got some corporate applications. Uh, are you allowed to use the WebEx app or anything other uh, corporate uh, from a security perspective? Um, how does that fit in? to use your own device with a dual SIM and such. Yeah, like at, at Cisco, for example, we have a mobile device policy or bring your own device policy. So yes, I have to comply with that and I have to install them the, the device management profiles on my device. Um, but other than that, there's no restriction really. And uh, I can set it up, you know, whichever channel, you know, whichever data um, uh, usage, you know, I want to use, for, you know, I want to use the Cisco or the, or my private um, data circuit, I can set it up as, as default, whichever one I want to do. Okay, makes sense. Because uh, the other one, I, I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, I'm, at least for my customers, I'm trying to push the WebEx app, uh, even on the mobile device, uh, because then they get a full uh, enterprise uh, WebEx calling experience. Uh, for example, uh, I also introducing single number reach. We, we mentioned that uh, but because it's it's not single number reach, but the main reason why I'm pushing and pushing is uh, is the enterprise calling features which are available within the WebEx app. With WebEx Go, you kind of remove that. So, uh, can you can you help me out a bit regarding the specific use case when I should use the WebEx app? Because it's it's a data only approach. I have I have full coverage, full experience, whatsoever. So where where does WebEx Go help me out in that one? Yeah, for for the most part, what it where it helps you out is when your data coverage or um, data capabilities aren't adequate for voice. So um, because voice and data have different quality markings across that cellular network, you're going to get less of a quality of service over voice VoIP over the data circuit mm -hmm. versus um, voice over the cellular. Um, uh, channel right um, to to that mobile device. So so that's reason number one. I think reason number two is uh, we've had lots of surveys done that show that even though 
um, companies provide UC apps to employees, they don't use them for calling. So they, they tend to use the, the what, what's familiar, which is the native, you know, they pick up their phone, they're gonna make a call. They're not necessarily gonna go look for an app to open and then make a call from that app, things like that. So, so that's, that's just the reality of, of, of how people are using UC apps today. So uh, we found that the mobile device is the preferred device for end users, and we're trying to make it as easy as possible for users to make and receive calls um, uh, with that preferred device. It, it does support like extension dialing at that point. Oh, correct. Too, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's full, full capabilities of uh, WebEx calling. So extension dialing, uh, parts of any services, you can be parts of queues, auto attendance, um, you know, name dialing from the auto attendance, things like that, right? Yeah, there, there there was another use case I I thought of. Uh, this is real life, uh, but they, there's a sales director who who had a um, a person that they were trying to maybe hold accountable, saying like, "Did you do your number of outbound calls or whatever it was?" And so they were yeah, asking me because I maybe had access to like a control. Let's just say, yeah. And uh, and so I said, "Well, I mean, if they're making their." calls on their mobile phone how would you know are you gonna ask them for their their monthly uh, bill or something right and even then you know who's highlighting all those all those uh, all those calls but but yeah again kind of visibility right that that a, that a company would not be able to get the cdr specific yep. data or um yep. and then it brings up i think you had mentioned um previously the like a contact center type of thing if there's a, a compliance recording that needs to take place that you know if it's a mo yeah. just a mobile phone you can't do that right but yeah in our um in in, in our beta here with webex go with at&t we um, specifically had a customer that uh, uh tested mobile call recording so that was an application that they needed and it was a a company that was an insurance agency that was in the middle of um open enrollment here in the U.S., you know, every year we have to open, you know, enroll again in our medical benefits, and so they were taking lots of they 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 gave these uh, WebEx Go devices to those employees, and then they could take those calls, and all of them were being recorded, right? And so, which they didn't have before. So, and this was very important because when they go back and they if they made a mistake in the enrollment things like that, they've got a record of that. So. Right, and I know you had mentioned uh, previously. The companion app, while not uh, necessary, not a requirement. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the benefits that that companion app brings as far as like, uh, if I if I didn't have it or if I did have it, where are some of those? Yeah, we've we've made the mobile app that um, you install on a mobile uh, phone, WebEx Go Aware, so that when a user logs in that has a WebEx Go device, the app is smart enough to know that, and so it reconfigures itself. So in essence, you don't get a, a VoIP call to that app when um, a call comes to your phone number, right? So it, it sends it to the native dialer instead of that, that uh, WebEx app. So that's one thing that it does. The other thing, it allows you to switch back and forth if you wanted to make a VoIP call, say um, somewhere where you're roaming, where you don't have coverage, you can certainly do that, right? So it's, it's an optional thing. So those are two basic things, but also what we've done is we've made um, the mid-call experience much better. So now, as you know, your native dollar doesn't have functions that may be, you know, used in a business environment, things like transfer, call transfer. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, call recording, uh, moving calls between devices, um, things like that. Um, so we've made, uh, so, so what happens is when a user makes a call on a WebEx Go device, we send a push notification when that call's answered. And the user can then open the WebEx app and they have those functions available, right? So you can transfer the call right there. You can put it on hold and give them music on hold or, or whatever you need. You can also do things like elevate that call from an audio call to a full WebEx meeting. One-on-one um, -on -one meeting with somebody or you can invite others at the same time. And so you can instantly elevate that call from an audio call to a video call. So you think about use cases in the field where somebody's working on something, they need to call in and, and talk to somebody and they can immediately show them uh, via video uh, uh, what's going on. I, I like the approach um, in, in terms of, because the, the call lag is still on WebEx calling, right? Correct. So you can do everything, everything with that call because it's still on, on WebEx calling. Um, I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, if I um, uh, look into uh, AT&T, uh, AT&T has no presence in, in at least the Netherlands, I think hardly in, in Europe. When can we expect uh, WebEx Go and its associated services in, in Europe? Yeah, so we've, uh, we're talking with uh, several uh, operators around the world, right? And so, um, and it's, it's a long process to deal with each one of them and to integrate each one of them into WebEx calling. Um, and so we're working on that, but those timelines are sort of dependent upon uh, budgets and engineering resource cycles and things like that, that the uh, operators, um, uh, you know, manage, right? Because it, it, there is development on both sides of, of this um, integration for both the mobile operator and Cisco, right? And so, so there's a budget and things like that that have to happen. And so um, we're progressing uh, with uh, most of the tier one operators in, in uh, uh, countries around the world. Maybe, maybe let's, let's circle a bit back. Um, you're mentioning at first that uh, one, of the, one of the thing, one of the reasons WebEx Go uh, should fit in is because of call quality. Uh, call quality because the 4G or 5G or LTE or whatever network you are uh, transporting uh, your voice on uh, is better than, than uh, the internet. Personally, I do not have that experience uh, for in, in, in Europe and in specifically in the Netherlands, the, the, the mobile coverage is very, very good. I think it's 99, 98% of the entire country has, has been covered with 5G, uh, 4G, and now uh, I think also 5G getting introduced. So why why is it positioned that way? Is it more a focus on the, on the US or is it a generic uh, thing we to consider? Well, I think it's a generic thing you consider because I've a lot of our um, users that have, have been using it, you know, ride trains and things like that where they do lose coverage, right? And, and uh, if, um, and so that's, you know, the, and, and that's why we allow the app to do either or as well, right? So it's it's not like a user has to use the um, the WebEx Go native experience. It's just what they prefer to use in the most, you know, for the most part. Um, but I, you know, I've heard the the quality issues um, around the globe, not just in not just in the U.S. Okay, okay, makes sense. Sean, I, I kind of tossed out there a couple of use cases or examples. Um, uh, you know, a, a salesperson, a pre-sales person who's kind of in the role where they're doing outbound calling and and uh, and being able to, some of the benefits that are really obvious and tangible from the eSIM piece. Uh, we talked about the, like call recording and, and contact center. 
what do you think is a, uh, because this is an add on, it's not just something you say, oh, with WebEx calling, everybody gets WebEx Go. You wouldn't need it. It wouldn't necessarily make sense. Um, and so because you have to have the WebEx calling piece and then you're adding on, what's a good way to determine which workers or knowledge workers really can benefit from it? Uh, from like a partner standpoint, as far as sizing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think the first thing is to find out how many, you know, what types of users there, you know, an enterprise is buying mobile phones for, right? Because, because the other benefit that comes with this is you can reduce the PSDN spend at that enterprise, right? Because typically they're buying a mobile number and a PSDN number for a user, and they they won't necessarily have to do that anymore, right? They can they can combine that. So so that's kind of step number one is find out who they're already providing mobile phones for. And then step number two is to find out the use cases where, um, you know, that they may have in that enterprise uh, where people need to be moving around and not at a desk or not tied to a, a desktop app or, or um, a, a physical phone, right? Uh, retail is, is, is a big one, right? Where, um, you know, employees are walking around all over in the, in the store and need to be reached. And, you know, if you've, you can have simultaneous ring groups or hunt groups or queues or whatever you want to distribute those calls um, to the right people. Yeah, I know. I know that uh, as when when startups start up, right, they're working out of the garage or a coffee shop or or what have you. I know uh, as I've heard more recently, you know, and these companies are getting started up, they're not even getting you know a calling service necessarily, right? They might just be using their cell phones, yeah. um, and as they get bigger, they realize. <laughs> That might not be scale scalable, but uh, you know, the, I think it's something to think about for from a green, greenfield standpoint when when starting a new uh, thing from a from a um, just a UCAS offering. Like, is this something that is there, right? Because if it's not there, it's something to consider because it's a while, while we kind of all think it's cool in a you know in like a kind of a geeky nerdy yeah. kind of way like this is cool um but but uh, it, it's got to have a benefit it's got to have a real kind of return and you you just brought up a couple examples there of that kind of spend but in a greenfield if you were evaluating a you know a, a new ucas type of thing if it doesn't have something like this it, it feels like it should um not be really considered uh yeah it feels like a, almost a requirement that, that i would put in a from like an RFP kind of standpoint. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. I think, you know, um, we've also got some uh, data from, you know, markets where mobile is much more prevalent um, uh, than than others, right? So for example, the Nordics, I think they, you know, they, uh, they're, they're very mobile heavy and uh, we've got statistics from some of our customers um, on the Broadsoft side, really, where they saying, you know, 90 some percent of, of new uh, orders, I guess, are mobile only. So, um, and they're not, you know, they're not really getting that fixed line uh, business anymore. It's, it's, it's uh, starting with, uh, with mobile. Chris, you, uh, you actually, I think you, you have the app on your, on your phone, right? That, what kind of a experience did you have with that as far as like, I mean, I think there's onboarding and stuff that's pretty, pretty easy, but did you have a pretty good experience with that? Yeah, the experience in the setup was extremely simple. Uh, through the control hub, it took, I think, maybe a total of 10 minutes to set up, if even. And uh, for for me, I, I even live in an area where the cell reception really isn't excellent, but the call quality, you know, was fantastic. 
know, even better than using the the native app across Wi-Fi. So I found my experience has, you know, has been been tremendous. And for our com for our company especially, you know, we're we're looking at it for the use case that you know we we work in in the industry with recruiters and are are looking for a way to bring them back into utilizing uh, WebEx a little bit more, but, you know, facing, you know, people that don't really want to open up an application, you know, they, they've gotten so used to utilizing their cell phones as their, as their everyday means of calling, but we have no way to track productivity. We have no way to, to really, um, to see into why calls might be failing or why they may be having, you know, any kind of issue, but they call us asking for support. So this, you know, was something that we wanted to look into maybe to bring them back into utilizing WebEx just a little bit more. So we have maybe a little more insight into what, into what's going on and, and what they're, and what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. That's a good point. And Sean, you had mentioned about the, the quality on a, from a cellular telephone standpoint and network being something that's going to get a better, you know, EOS on on that type of network than just over Wi-Fi or 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 data, right? So I think that really echoes and resonates with what uh, with what Chris Chris's experience has been real life. Yeah, well, I mean, mobility on voice and mobility on data are two different things, and the mobile operator treats them differently, right? And so when you're when you're on data, it's just a it's just not as higher priority when you have to move from one cell to another, et cetera, or something like that, where where voice is given a much higher priority on that network. It's almost like it started out that way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's I think it's a good question. Uh, why why is voice still being prioritized above data? Because we live in a data world, right? Um, uh, why should you not be able to, if you have a web recording app or any soft phone client on your smartphone, why should it not be able to tag similarly like uh, a QoS level, like a regular native call, so that it's get the same experience as a native call? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good question for the mobile operators, you know, but, um, you know, I think we've, we've been in discussions with some of them about things like 5G slicing, right? So, so you exactly. can give priority to apps. One of the things AT&T did with our offer with WebEx Go with AT&T is they automatically included uh, what they call Fast Track, which is a feature that gives um, uh, priority in congested um environments right um uh, to traffic from that uh, profile right and so it's typically a ten dollar feature that they charge for um to everybody uh, that buys it right as an add-on mm -hmm. to their mobile plan where they're including it now with uh, uh what they call um at&t cloud voice with webex go right so uh, in essence it's the webex go offer but they they've bundled fast track with it cool um another one um We've discussed, I think, uh, both uh, uh, WebEx Go flavors a bit. Um, I would like to, to dive a little bit more into WebEx Go mobile. Um, it's, it's, it's new. Uh, what I like in the approach is that it finally gets a chance to hand over to your employee just one number, your mobile number in essence. Uh, now we, we get used to having two numbers, your landline number and your mobile number. We've got all kinds of tooling around it, single number each, uh, uh, fixed mobile convergence, uh, all that kind of stuff to, to bring those worlds uh, together. But now we finally can just offer 
one number and it's just a number in my my perspective uh, i don't care which number you just said it's just just one number it's a mobile number or landline number how 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 does that fit in 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 the way webex go mobile is being introduced make sure i understand your question so so the the mobile number, yes, now becomes the user's primary identity mm -hmm. rather than the user having two different numbers. So that's exactly. that's really how it plays in um, from a numbering perspective. But I think it, it can go even farther because now that number is really your identity for a lot of other things, right? So when you talk about messaging and things like that, your number is what's used. And so now if you've integrated that sort of into your UCAS platform, now you have, you know, the identity and, and uh, you can do other things um, uh, across many applications, not just UCAS, right? Okay, that's, 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 that's rather cool. Um, but which, which features can we expect? Is that also SMS or uh, you mentioned this, it's, your, it's becoming your identity? Yeah, so you could, you know, we can use... Um, the WebEx number as sort of the identity for things like capturing messaging from WhatsApp or Microsoft Teams or um, uh, Google Chat or w whatever it might be. As long as you're using that same identity, then then uh, application platforms can actually uh, leverage that for things like compliance, right? So, okay, cool. where if you're if you were before, if you're using your fixed number sort of as your identity for WebEx. And your mobile number as your identity for SMS, there's really no way to do that, right? So now you've got two different sort of identities uh, to be monitored, right, or, or managed. So. When, when can we expect WebEx Go Mobile to be uh, fully available? Is, that, is, it, is it already available? It is, it is available today. Um, uh, it's orderable today, and you can mm -hmm. um, uh, provision it. Um, in the U.S., it is on a limited basis with AT&T until we automate the provisioning, because uh, that's the next phase is really just we're integrating within Control Hub um, the provisioning and activation of that mobile phone without um, anybody really having to touch it. So, uh, in, in essence, you know, you you basically uh, provide your account number for AT&T and the phone numbers and in the background will will provision and activate those both in the mobile network and in WebEx. Okay, cool. So they'll be introduced kind of the same pace as WebEx Go uh, is now in, in its current pace yep. with the US and UK and France now. You just learned uh, it will just follow afterwards. Yeah, yeah, there, there's, there are different models um, with the mobile operator. So it's not necessarily that we would have, you know, the same mobile operator providing both solutions in the same country, right? So, um, but really the underlying carrier for the WebEx Go eSIM model is really not, um, not known to the end user, uh, you know, other than coverage. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the mobile operator uh, offer that eight, like we've done with AT&T, we're in business development discussions with, you know, the BTs, the the Telstras, the Telefonicas, the Vodafones, you know, all of those we've, we've, we're in discussions with uh, right now as we speak. Okay. So. okay. There was another use case that I, that I thought of um, that I, I think is, is actually pretty valuable, but if you have people using their mobile phones, right, to make the, 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 the majority of their, of their uh, work calls, if they if they get a call back, 
on a day where they're at the beach. I mean, they took the day off, to be clear. They're not, they're not just slacking. Uh, but they're, they're, they're off, and they're like, I'm not getting that. That's, I'm, I'm off today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that touch point with that customer ends in that person's voicemail, whether they're responsible enough or they follow up. Or if they're out having the time, they just get to it when they get to it. But if it's in the uh, company's you know, call system, it could be part of a hunt group or they could you yeah. know, zero out and get to a, uh, an operator or whatever. So it, 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 it's another, it, it seems, these seems like small incidental things are like obvious things, but when you, if they're happening, you know, that, that's customer, that, that's customer satisfaction. And who wants to see that issue because somebody went to the beach, that's not cool. Yeah, that's a good, uh, good point. And to add on to that, the voicemail is also in the in the enterprises uh, um, system as well, so they have access to that as well, right? So, so that's all. It's full compliance, right? So, but yeah, you can you can you know you can also use the calling land ID policies, for example, that WebEx has. So when you make an out when a user makes an outbound call, you don't have to present that user's number. You can present a, an auto attendant or a queue number yeah, back whatever. or whatever it might yeah. be, right? So, I'm sold. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> all right. Well, before we close, Sean, is there anything that we didn't cover or anything that you wanted to share with our listeners? No, just that, um, you know, this is, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty technically challenging integrating with mobile operators. And so we are, you know, we're marching forward and, and trying to get them um, aligned and, and integrated as fast as we can. Um, but again, it's it's a it's a long process, and that's uh, so. Just stay tuned. I think you'll you'll be happy with uh, with uh, what we've got planned. So, well, I can tell you, it's it, it's from an an ordering standpoint and the provisioning piece. It's actually pretty easy. So I'm not sure what you guys have to do on your side, but uh, from the from the ordering piece, adding it on to uh, WebEx calling is is easy. So I'm guessing yeah, you're that's all the stuff that's more. hard to do. Yeah. So <laughs> who cares? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's another great episode on the books. To our listeners, if you want to continue your learning on today's topic, you can check out the resources provided in the show notes below. And this is your weekly reminder. You can subscribe to Cisco Champion Radio on your favorite streaming platform and receive alerts on our latest releases. So wherever you're listening to us, make sure to click on that subscribe or follow button now. Thank you for listening in and see you again next time.